get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. Uh. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back to the 59th episode of the What Up Though Podcast. What up? Chilling. Man, so. We record on a Sunday. On a Sunday for a change. Yeah, so we kind of like fresh with the the news that we don't have today. Because right. we don't really got no news. Right. But like, we ain't got shit. Right, <laughs> right, right. But uh, if it was news, we'd be fresh with it today. Because normally we record on Wednesday and then post on Monday. So like it's like four days worth of shit that can happen. More all than four sh- days. All the shit been talked about already. Yeah. Johnny and... And Sheldon and beat us the next day and shit, talking about shit, so forth. But yeah, we uh we pushed it back a few days, and you know, yeah. I saw on the Twitter that y'all ran into each other at the Dream Cruise. Yeah, did y'all record a podcast? Because <laughs> that'd have been <laughs> sick, dog. Like, hey, let's just record some live shit, like on the SoundCloud app on the phone. Dude, like, and I see like, like episode what up though podcast episode fifty eight and a half. <laughs> like, <laughs> mind his mic. Do this uh this impromptu like since Mike ain't here. Yeah, uh, yeah. He hit uh, Johnny. Hit me up saying he was gonna be down there, and I was like, "Well, I I told him where I was gonna be at." So then, him and uh, Sheldon came down. So they stayed for about a about an hour or two, drank some beers and kicked the shit. They had cigars and shit. Man, the Dreamcast. I mean, Dreamcast. Ah, Dream Cruise was uh, pretty cool this year. Um, usually, cool, cool. I've been going to like this. Same spot where my where a couple of my uncles be at, and there's usually about 10, 15 people there, and they would like buy food and like kind of like Captain J's chicken shit, you know what I'm saying, shit like that. But uh, man, it had to be about fifty people this time, man. It was all like in the, in the island, like between like the uh, on Woodward and shit. Mm-hmm. So it was dope, man. Had a bunch of had a bunch of cigars. Woodward and what, like, where were you at? Woodward and what, like, uh, between eight and nine miles. So, like, yeah, about Ferndale area. Yeah, Ferndale. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Uh, so, maybe explain to some of our listeners what the Dream Cruise is because we talking about it. But so, Dream- we are fortunate enough to have nine Detroit listeners. So, oh, well, yeah. So, yeah. Dream Cruise is uh, basically an event where basically a lot of old school cars kind of just cruise and park and get to see a lot of the uh, a lot of guys uh, restored beauties, I guess you would call them, and uh, it happens every. Every third, second or third Saturday in in uh, August, and so it's kind of cool. You get a lot of uh, a lot of the car companies they sponsor different events and stuff and so forth. And it kind of just it's it kind of been going on all month, you know, as far as the cars been out and stuff like that. You got a couple of different cruises, like uh, the Dream Cruise is pretty much down Woodward Avenue, which kind of goes from Detroit to shit Pontiac, I think. Does it go that far? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I believe it goes to Pontiac. Um, but you got different cruises going on in, in the weeks that, uh, before. FYI, y'all, Pontiac is far as fuck from Detroit. Right, right. <laughs> so that's a long way. That's probably a good... If you if you were to go Woodward all the way out to Pontiac, you probably look at like a good... From downtown Detroit, maybe like a good 40, yeah, 40 45 40 minutes. 40 miles or something yeah. like that. But yeah, so, um, you know, you got other roads like Telegraph has a cruise, Grasher has a cruise. Um, and all those are like in the the upcoming, I mean, the, the weeks before and shit like that. But the Dream Cruise on that Saturday is like the main, main thing. So. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, I sat around, smoked a bunch of cigars, drank a bunch of beer, and kicked the bullshit. And sounds yeah. like a good day. Yeah. So plus <laughs> old folks got up this morning like bet I was going to well I had I was planning on just going to the movies early. So I'm like, cool, since we waited to record, I'm like, we get a chance because had we recorded Wednesday, we wouldn't even be able to talk about the movie and shit since it wasn't even out. Right. Well, so uh, we would have had a, a fucking Monday podcast with the right. highest grossing movie in America over the weekend. And we, and we ain't got shit. We, we ain't talking ain't about, about it. Yeah. So, you know, it worked out that we could record Sunday. So I'm like, cool. I'm like, bet I go in the morning. But things changed, though. So I'm like, fuck. I wanna really want to go during the day so I could be able to have some, you know, to talk about it. So I finally made this four o'clock show, and it was packed to that motherfucker. I got there like five minutes before, and I went by myself, so it was real easy just to find single seats and shit. But man, it was so many motherfuckers coming in at like four or five, big ass groups of like four and five, trying to like man. find you know seats. I'm like, no, y'all never never get that, Doug. Never. I'm just like I don't get that shit. I don't, I don't come. I hate coming late for movies. Like I don't want to miss shit. I don't like missing the trailers, let alone the movie. So, like that shit. Yeah, just, it's a big deal to me. Man, I, I don't. I don't even. I wouldn't even go to, to the movies with people like that. Like I don't even fuck with them fucking insurgents of folks. Like those. Yeah. <laughs> those are the people I associate with. And so that shit was crazy. Then you got all these people holding fucking seats and shit. I hate that shit. Man. No, I I, I can see if a person got there and then when they got some concessions or some shit, but you just hold it for a for uh, a late ass motherfucker, fuck boy that's still trying to park and shit. Man, fuck that shit. I seen so many people. It was two these two seats from me, and so many people coming in. Man, oh, he's taking, he's taking. So some hoe ass dude and his chick come in like four ten and finally get in. Like <laughs> fuck that. You got people who pay pay for the movie and they waiting on your hoe ass friends. So they can't, so they can't sit down. So y'all can all sit together. Fucking bullshit. Go stop. Grow up. <laughs> let your friends sit. Like it's a couple. Why do you want to sit with another couple? And my movie experience now in 2015 is so different than what other people movie experiences in 2015. Like other people movies experience in 2015 is like my 1999 movie experience. Saving seats and shit, and trying to get to the theater on time so you can get. Your ticket and still get a good seat. All that dumb bullshit, Duh. man. I buy my ticket online before before I go to the movie. Way before I go to the movie. Sometimes, depending on the movie, I might buy it days or weeks in advance. All I got to do is go up to the kiosk that they have by the line, swipe my AMC Stubbs card, get my tickets. I only go to theaters with reserved seating, so I don't have to worry about that. I must, I pick my seat out when I buy the ticket. So that's usually that's usually why I buy it so far in advance. So like, say for instance, like uh. Uh, whatever the next Marvel movie is, probably, uh, uh, it might be Doctor Strange in 2016, I don't know, but, or Captain America, well, I know Doctor, I think Doctor Strange before, no, Captain America's first, but, whatever the next Marvel movie or or whatever, I know, uh, the Batman, Superman come out in March, shit like that, I get my ticket like a week or two in advance so I can make sure I get my good reserved seat, get to the theater, and then you ain't gotta get there early, like, back in the day, I would get to a theater, depending on the movie, maybe like an hour early, so I can make sure I get a good seat. Now my seat reserved. I'll get there right at the showtime, and then go get something to drink, whatever, because my seat is going to be empty when I get there. We're going to have a problem, so <laughs> it's whatever. And then, like, I go into the theater, because, like Otis said, he went to go, you know, he went to go see the movie today, so did I. I got to the theater, and the line to at the box office was, like, 
crazy long, like all the way up to the entrance. And I'm like, y'all still buy tickets? I haven't bought a ticket at the box office in years. And there were all these people buying tickets at the box office. I didn't even have my ticket in advance. I just went up to the key. No, I, no, I did today. No, I did, I, today I did. But I bought it like maybe like two hours before I went to the movie. Like I didn't get it like crazy in advance. Oh, went up man. there, swiped my card, got my tickets, walked past 60 people who were undoubtedly buying tickets for the same fucking movie. <laughs> and just walked right past but went in. Crazy to me, man, the way these people still doing movies like it's like 1995 and shit. Man, that shit, I, well, that same thing. I, well, I didn't buy my ticket in advance, I, but I just got there and went to the kiosk and paid for it there. But I got in, dog, that line was so fucking long to pay at, with a person. Pay with a person. Like, that line had to be, shit, three car lengths long or I've got, more. I've got kind of gotten to a point where I wonder how people that work the box office like how is that position even that position should kind of be obsolete at this point like nobody should really have to go to the box office to buy a ticket because at least back in like say 1999 2000 everybody didn't have a credit card everybody didn't have internet to where you could buy in advance they didn't have kiosk back then like all that shit wasn't there but now with like online everybody got a credit card Everybody got internet. Even on your phone, you got internet. So you don't even have to have, like, home Wi-Fi. You can have a fucking, you know, your fucking 4G or whatever, LTE on your phone. You can buy tickets from your phone, all that shit. Like, why are you still waiting in these long-ass lines at the fucking box office, man? man Just buy shit, your shit and, dog, that shit, at the that, kiosk. That line was so fucking long. And I'm looking like, I'm like, is the kiosk, like, broke or something? And I walk right to the fucking kiosk. And I'm thinking, like, is it a trick? Like, why the fuck are all these people in line? Like, Man. I don't understand why you could purposely use archaic systems when you can just not. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like, I, I mean, it's, it's, I don't even know what to really say about it. Like, why the fuck would you do that shit on purpose? How you feel about um, the uh, U-Scan lines at the grocery store? Because I kind of feel the same way about U-Scan lines as I feel about buying tickets at the box office unless you are like filling your cart up and doing grocery shopping for like a month i don't see a purpose to actually going to a uh like an actual cashier who swipe it because like if you do that like the lines be long as fuck because everybody got full ass carts and everybody's in that long ass line but if you don't if you don't do that if you buy like a handful of things or whatever at a time and uh, you know 20 things is a lot you buy 20 things, you can go to the U-Scan. You can do it all yourself and be out. The U-Scan yeah. line still be empty. I'm a fan. Only time I don't use the U-Scan line is if I have, like, a bunch of produce. Where I got to, like, put in the codes and shit and weigh the shit. That's the only time I typically don't. But I'm like, dude, why the fuck would I wait in line when I can just do this shit myself? That's, That's why I'm getting married so my wife can buy the produce. I don't buy produce. I buy fucking chicken nuggets and <laughs> waffles. Shit I can scan at the U-Scan. Fucking beer and... All kinds of fucking heart-stopping ass shit. shit. Well, nah, shit. Y'all, we just buy our produce from Eastern Market now, nah, so it's just, you know, yeah, we, just we, cash. And, we still know. don't ever really do that. Like, I so fucking close there, dude. We I can don't walk get it. technically to Eastern Market, that's and a, we still don't. Walk, we, it, it's, it's kind of a long walk, but we could do it if the weather's decent. Get like, little, I would, I would walk to Eastern Market in September. Or had, like, that wagon and shit. Yeah. We'd be up in there with a wagon. Me, I told my wife, <laughs> we need to graduate in to, to getting a, a wagon. Or at least one of the tall ones you can walk around because you start buying shit. You got bags walking around and shit. I got to start telling. Like, I don't know why we don't think to go there. Because, like, I personally don't buy produce, but we use it. It's just, like, typically she buys it. And I just buy, like, the shit that I eat. Because, like, I eat, like, I try to eat, like, 
a lot of protein and shit. So I buy like shit for omelets and eggs and shit like that. So I buy like eggs and like sausage, bacon, shit like that. All shit you can get at the you can scan at the U scan. I buy like stuff for Michael, like waffles and shit like that. And you know, I don't ever buy anything where I gotta punch in the damn code. Even with like stuff like I'll put like onions and peppers and shit like that and mushrooms or whatever in my omelets. But even then, like, I'll try to not even buy the action because I'm lazy as fuck. I won't actually buy onions. I'll buy the ones that's already diced up in a container and shit. <laughs> so, like, Serious, <laughs> Hell yeah. I that shit all the time, man. I buy the fucking onions diced up and shit. Like, I mean, I'll cut up the onions if, like... I haven't already bought dice ones, and we got onions. Then I cut them up. So what's the like, reason for buy- you just don't like cutting them? I usually don't have time. I would prefer because like because like she'll get on me about like how I'll buy like canned mushrooms, for instance, to put in like omelets and shit like that. But it's or to just put in eggs, and it's not because I'm too lazy to cook mushrooms. It's just it's easier for me. I don't have that much time. Like if I had time to like cut up some onions and some like peppers and shit like that. And you know, cook mushrooms and all that shit. I would do that, but like for me, it's just easier to so have that shit all cut though, up. Fresh mushrooms, though. Oh man! Oh man! No, fresh mushrooms are my shit. Like I love fresh mushrooms, and if I have time to like, because you don't have to do nothing with fresh mushrooms, obviously. But like, right. if I have time to like, because I won't like get fresh mushrooms and then all other like pre-made shit. Like if I'm doing, it, I'm gonna do it. So I'm gonna like right. cut up the onions. I'm gonna cut up the peppers. I'm gonna. Get the fresh mushrooms. If I got time for all that shit, then yeah, I'll fuck with it. But typically, I don't. When I'm doing that, I'm trying to get through it quick. So I just want to dump everything in there as quick as possible. So pre-diced onions and pre-diced peppers and already canned mushrooms, all that shit. And canned mushrooms still fuck. They still good to me. Shit, I fuck with them. So I buy all that shit. All shit you can scan right at the U scan. I don't like fucking waiting for some old ass lady at the front who is getting her fucking checks organized like who the fuck who the fuck still pays for groceries with checks like that's that's another reason i don't like getting in the damn checkout line you got old ladies paying paying for their groceries with checks and shit i seen that uh right now like, you can go in front of me i got a check i was like what the fuck are you saying i was like first thank you <laughs> right. i appreciate your gesture i'm glad you're old <laughs> but a fucking check dude like why i don't get like what's what's what do old people have against debit cards yeah you want to know what I like? The only, the single solitary thing that I like about checks is how long it takes for that money to come out your account. <laughs> that, I fuck with checks the long way I when it comes to that. I thought <laughs> like, that shit was kind of instant now, though. I don't think it tell if you have a, uh, money in your account. For maybe it depends on where, the, the, who you're doing it with. So, like, maybe if you were to check at the grocery store, that shit might come out quick. But I write a check for, like, my son's tuition at his daycare or at his school. Or I write a check for, um... I wrote one. He he takes karate, and like I wrote his like karate, his karate tuition with a check. Cause I know like a regular person, that check ain't gonna they ain't gonna cast that check. That check gonna take like a long ass time. Like so I could write. How like, long do uh, it typically take at the, for the daycare? I'm about to tell you, dog. This shit this shit might blow your mind. Uh, so you know most people, everybody get paid or most people get paid every two weeks or biweekly, whatever. I made the distinction between bi-weekly and every two weeks because there actually is a difference. <laughs> but there's not, well, there's not a difference between the two terms, but, like, for me in the business that I work in, we, we have a designation because, like, twice a month is different than bi-weekly. 
Like people who get paid on like the first and the fifteenth, or the fifteenth yeah, and the thirtieth, yeah, because you only get twenty four. You right. only get twenty four checks in a year, whereas if you get paid bi weekly, you get twenty six. So there's a distinction. But anyway, most basically most people get paid every two weeks. I can pay. So like say, usually the way it works out is my son's tuition is due the Monday of the week that I get paid. So like, I his. Tuition is due Monday, but I don't get paid till Friday. I can comfortably write them that check on Monday, and that shit don't come out my account till I get paid. Are you serious? Comfortably. Every week. There hasn't been a single week where that shit came out on Thursday. That shit come out Friday if at the earliest Friday. Like, <laughs> that shit could come out. And then last week, I think uh, I actually forgot to bring the check on Monday, and I brought it on Tuesday. And the shit still didn't, it didn't come out till like Friday, Saturday. That shit's never come out before I get paid. So that shit is mad convenient. Because that shit is expensive. But yeah, so that's the only reason I use checks. Is to get that time delay paying like people who aren't like an actual like business. Who when they ring that shit up, that shit can come out quick. Bro, other than that, then it just... like cause I, I swear I thought... It, I've only written like five checks in all of 2015. <laughs> so like... And they've all been for one of those two purposes. Either his tuition or... And the one that I did for his karate was literally this week. Because usually his mom pays the karate. I just I give her the money, but she pay it. Because she, you know, take him to it. Because he goes on the days when she has them. Oh. So she pay it, but I give her the money beforehand. But this she, she out of town. She was out of town all last week. So I had to actually pay it. So I wrote them a check. So that was the only time I wrote a check to them. And then the other, like, maybe, like, four checks I wrote in all of this year was to his fucking you daycare. five, you say? I, probably, like, four or five checks in all of 2015. That's definitely four or five more than I've written this year. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even have checks. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even have any checks. I got them strictly for that purpose. To pay his fucking school. Because I knew that I would have that time delay. So I got them strictly for that purpose. I got the cheapest fucking checks. They were like twenty bucks. Just a standard issue. Yeah, standard like twenty bucks. Nothing fancy. I got. I think. I think the number that I got was maybe like twenty or twenty-five. Some real low number. And I've only used maybe like 20 five. Or twenty-five checks. Yes. And it was twenty dollars. I think. God I don't, damn, this thing's expensive. I don't remember, but I don't I, even know. I, what, I don't even know what checks cost. Anyway, I didn't either until uh, about three, four months ago. I so they, I thought they just give you like the first one or some. Oh no, you do have to pay for them. I, take I thought that too until I wanted to get them. <laughs> I was like, oh, I gotta pay for these. God yeah, damn it! I ain't, I ain't wrote a check in. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I don't even remember the last check I wrote. Yo, before, before that, like, so this isn't even for like his school because like his school, I'll pay them like uh, they take like money orders and cash and shit like that. But his daycare for the summer only take checks. So I only get... Well, they don't only take checks. They take cash, too. But I know that I get the time to learn the checks. So I give them the checks. So I've only been... Actually, those four checks is just since, like, June. Before uh, that, I don't think I've written... I couldn't even tell you the last time I wrote a check before that. Years and years and years and years. Like, probably, like... When I used to have to write checks to pay rent back in, like... Between probably around 2005, because I used to have to write checks to pay rent back then. But then when I moved to California, we could pay our rent online, and that was in like 2008. And then right now, my fiance pays the rent, and I just give her the money like uh, on our quick pay. 
So like she writes the check for that, but yeah, when I stay by myself, that's when I fucking pay rent by I pay my rent by check. But then when I ran out of checks, I just got cash because I didn't want to get more checks. So I yeah. was just like, fuck it. And they didn't. My landlord didn't care, so I was like, yeah. Checks are so archaic. I don't even understand how places even take checks. No, yeah, I was like, I don't. Yeah, it's nothing. Nothing I need checks for right now, except if I want to be on some delay shit. And that's my <laughs> that's my reason. That's it. <laughs> I'm like, I can write this. Check. I can give y'all this check on Monday, and that shit don't come out till Friday or Saturday. You bet your ass, I'm gonna write this fucking check. Well, that's how I used to use my uh, my PayPal debit card. Yo, that shit don't work for me, dog. It used to work. I don't think it works, and I think they caught on. Like, yeah, they we, must have. They like we fixed the glitch. Cause Johnny <laughs> told me that shit. Liquid Slap told me that shit that that you could use. He's like, even if you don't have like money in your PayPal or whatever, you can still use the card, and it won't come out your account for a couple days. My card got denied doing that shit. That shit, it used to work. And I got I make too much money to have cards getting denied. <laughs> I just did it just to see if it worked. I was like, oh, this card's not working. I'm like, God damn it. Now it I'm out here looking like a broke-ass pro- nigga. Did even process for like an overdraft? No. Not, not an overdraft. Not for my PayPal, it didn't. Now, the yo, not, now, mine was connected to my bank account, so if I didn't have the cash... Mine's connected to my bank account, too. So it would just pull from there. It didn't work. It oh, didn't that's, work. Now, that's, now that's, that's different. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know why it, did. it didn't work. I expected to do that. And I was like, well, it'll probably pull from my bank account in like two days. And I never, and I never have like... PayPal cash like in my account unless I've like sold like some photos or something and I get paid on there. I rarely do. But in this case I did. But the only time it's worked for me where the transaction goes through when I don't have the money is like getting gas because you only need like a dollar. So it's like I had like maybe like a dollar or two in my PayPal and then I swiped it at the gas gas station in the the, uh, at the why am I having a blank on what the name of the, uh, where you get the gas at? The gas tank? What's, what's it called? The, 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 you have a blank on the name of it, too. Because I'm, like, tripping on what you're talking about. Like, you pay for your gas at the... At the, at the pump. At, at the pump? <laughs> yeah, that's the name, the pump. Well, I, that's where I was drawing a blank on was the pump. Yeah, I, sw- I swiped the card at the pump. <laughs> and uh, I only had, like, a dollar or two in my PayPal account. But then I put, like, $20 worth of gas in. <laughs> so, And then even then... It still didn't work in the sense of, like, I thought, like, okay, I put the, you know, I got enough money in the PayPal card. I'm going to swipe the PayPal card. It's got, like, $2 in it. I'm going to get, like, $20 worth of ca- gas. 18 going to come out of my bank account. My fucking PayPal went negative $18. Yes, I was like, why did, I was like, why did that happen? I was like, it's connected to my, why didn't you just take the 18 out of my uh, bank account? Because that, it's not, not like the 18 wasn't there. They just didn't take the $18 out. That, so then I had not, to, like... That, that's not working right, dude. Yeah, so I had to do, like, a transfer from my bank account to my PayPal because that shit was just sitting... The fucking SoundCloud got rejected. Are you serious? Yeah, because the SoundCloud... The pay for the SoundCloud comes out of my PayPal. And last month, I got an email from SoundCloud, like, your payment got rejected. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I look at my PayPal, I'm like, this shit's sitting at negative $18. Like, I assume they're going to take the $18 of my bank account. Yeah, so I had to pay it, like, because there's a... A time delay on like if you transfer money from your bank account to PayPal, it'll take like three days. Yeah. So I had to just pay the SoundCloud on my regular bank account and then put the eighteen dollars separately into the uh into my PayPal. I was that's, like, why didn't it just draw the money on my bank account? Like yeah, that's, that's weird. That's some weird issue. That shouldn't happen because typically it's supposed to pull from your bank account whatever isn't in the PayPal account. And yeah, it usually that does that. I don't know why that. it didn't happen with that. I've been doing that for years, but yeah, when I used to uh years ago when I would I would be like a day, it'd be like two days before payday. 
or something like that. Right. I think I go ball out because I'm like, <laughs> it's go. I know it's going. I use that card and cause I, I I used to do it all the time at starters. Mm-hmm. Two days before payday, I'm like, I can use that car, give me a nice meal, couple of drinks, and then they gonna come out to payday and shit. But yeah, they must have. I feel like that wouldn't work for me if I tried that. Yeah, well, obviously, it's not working. Yeah, it's it, not working for your me. Your shit got denied. It's never supposed to get denied. Though. Yeah, like I got shot down. I tried it at, uh. Actually, I tried it maybe, I think it was a week or two ago at the store around the corner when I was getting liquor to bring over here for the podcast. And I was like, well, I'm thinking like, because. I, I can't remember the the rationale that I used, but for whatever reason, I wanted to use the... It was probably the same shit, like, because we record on Wednesdays. So it was probably the Wednesday before I got paid on Friday, and I was like, I used the PayPal card, and the money ain't going to come on my account till payday. And they were like, this shit didn't work. I'm like, what the fuck? So I just had to use it out of my bank account, like, straight up. But I was like, man, whatever they told me, that shit ain't working, though. Liquid slap jinxed you. Yeah. I had a liquid slap that nigga, man. Whatever that means. Sounds partially gay, so pause. Right. <laughs> so, um, we haven't done any uh, non-sponsored uh, cigars, drinks for the podcast in a while. But um, if he decides to actually listen to our podcast, uh, shout out to Anthony and the Cigar Club for selling us all these sticks we've been buying. So, we uh, we started a, a cigar club, um, a Facebook group. I Last mean, year. let's not be modest. You started the well, cigar. Club. <laughs> we talked about it. And I started, but, you know, okay. I think I'm like I might be a co-admin, but you started yeah. the group. <laughs> so I started a group about a year ago because uh, when I, I I started smoking cigars a little before then, but I was looking at all these uh, cigar groups on Facebook, and it's like thousands, and thousands of members and shit. And it's like you would see local folks, you want to ask different questions, but then you can't find their shit no more. After they post on something, so because it's like fifty thousand people in a right, group, right, so the exactly. posts are just so like the constant, post is just constant and shit. So finally made a little group for you know uh, Detroit folks, and you know we I think we're like about thirty eight now or something. like yeah, that. Yeah, high thirties and members, right, right? Which is pretty cool. And so the one guy's name's Anthony. He's about the he's about the most knowledgeable I've actually personally met as far as cigars and so forth. So he's a uh, he's been selling these. Uh, he called them uh, uh, everyday sticks. Everyday sticks for like a buck, and man, I've been finding some. I found some pretty decent ones. That's some, I'm on my second stash of. I bought I bought twenty the first time a couple of weeks ago, and then I bought fifteen this past what was that Thursday? Or? Uh, yeah, I think so. Friday, Friday. It's Friday. Was it Friday? It might have been Thursday. Friday? I don't know. Doesn't matter. One of them days, yeah. So, definitely been uh, helping my uh, my my pockets out with uh, with cigars. How, well, how, what have you had that you really so, like so far? For starters, to put this in perspective, a box of cigars, a general, maybe like a good cigar that you might smoke, a box can run you. A box will have twenty to twenty five cigars in it. And can run you anywhere from eighty to hundred fifty dollars or something for a box, but with him so for him selling them at a dollar a pop, we can go over there and get a box worth twenty to twenty five for twenty to twenty five dollars. Right. That's a hell of a discount, man. So definitely like seventy five percent off. Of right. So yeah, definitely shout out to him for hooking us up with that. But um, I've only tried one out of the box out of what I got from him so far. I think I got another actually with me right now that I got from him. 
that I haven't well, I'm tried in a few minutes. But uh, I've only tried one that I got from him. It was the same one that you had that you posted a picture of. Uh, I think from the Dream Cruise. Padilla. Yeah, oh, and it was it was good. Like I, I liked think he it. He found though. He realized those. He realized it while I was over there because <laughs> okay. I grabbed like two of them, and he said something like, "Oh man, he should. I don't even think he should be in here. Let me grab a couple of these for myself." Mm-hmm. I think I might have grabbed like two or three before he caught on. So I might have like two or three of them, but they were pretty good, man. I smoked one on a ride. It was great, man. I, I took a ride from. Um, I had to go from Livonia to Macomb on uh, right. Friday night, and. You by to, yourself? Yeah. Because uh-huh. I went to... This actually ties back into the earlier story about paying my son's karate tuition. So I went to pay his karate tuition, and that place is in Livonia. And then I was going to, um, like, a little small like get-together, like, a little chill session at uh, at uh, my wife's cousin house. And um, so... And they live in Macomb. This is probably a good 40, 45-minute drive. So I was like, eh, this might be a good time for me to try one of these sticks in the car. Because oh, I don't like to smoke in the car. She but wasn't going? She was already there. Oh, okay. Yeah, she went, like, because, like, it was actually for, like, his daughter, her cousin's daughter birthday party. So she went at, like, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I was still at work. Oh, okay. So I had to go, like, pick up my son and then drop the karate tuition off and all that shit. So I had shit to do. I didn't get there till like, 10 o'clock. But, yeah, I, I, smoked, uh, I smoked that one on the way there. And it was it was pretty good smoke, man. It was it was really good. I was I was surprised, not surprised, but impressed. So yeah, it was good. Man, I ain't, I haven't took a drive like that. Where I could, usually I have a cigar in the, in the ride, and I'm just you know I'm somewhere in the city. I'll never finish it. I get most of it done, but I'll never ever get a point to actually finishing it though. My whack ass car ain't got no radio, dog. If it had a radio, that drive would have been flawless. Oh, we gotta find somebody, man. I, I think I know. I know too many people that fuck with radios that that we can figure your shit out. Yeah, I think I know a guy. I feel like my radio is like the dude that I bought it from. I feel like he took the radio out or something. Like it, it like the whole shit light up, but it don't actually do nothing. Like when you turn the knob to turn it on, or push the button to turn it on, don't nothing happen. So it's like nothing in there. I feel like there's nothing in there. So I because at first I thought it was a fuse situation. But I checked all the fuses, and the fuses are there. So I think there's just, like, no radio in there. And then I don't really want to, like, put money into, like, getting a sound system in the car because I don't plan on keeping this car. So, like... So what you go, how long you going to keep the car then? Um, until I have enough money to actually get a good car. Because I feel like my job situation is about to get a little bit better. I start training for, again, another not another position, but a different version of what I do now. Uh, not... So this is going to air on Monday. So the following Monday after that. So I guess whenever episode 60 airs, I'll be in training for a new position. And I feel like my money situation is going to get a little bit better at that point. And I'm also hoping that after our wedding and shit and after we get back, you know, whatever gifts and money we get from the wedding will put us in a better financial situation. So I'm hoping that I can get a not a new, new car, but like a something Lord. decent, like a like a. A used, fairly recent car. Like everything I've driven in my whole driving career has been like old, used shit. Like that, shit with like eighty, ninety, hundred thousand miles on it. When I get it, Doug, that's that's the story of my life. Literally, the first car I was able to drive. I've never was, driven a good car ever. Um, well, I have, but you know, only car, the only car I've driven that I consider, you know, is in my household is my wife's car. Other than that, I've never had a a, a new car. My the first car that I. Sort of had, and I say sort of because 
they really didn't my mom uh, my stepdad really didn't give it to me to just let me drive it a lot was an 83 Caprice then when I finally got my own car I had a 92 Regal then after I didn't have that anymore I had my 96 pickup that I have now with 253,000 miles. God damn. And, uh, yeah. how does that shit still function? Man, it actually runs like a fucking champ, dude. It does. It, yeah, it does. And I mean, I from the handful every- of times I've rode it, it yeah. does, it rides well for 250,000. Yeah, and I, I drive it every day, especially not cutting grass. Dude, I put 50,000 miles on my truck last year. Damn. And the only reason I remember that because I downloaded the Time Hop app. And it reminded me in July when I took <laughs> a picture of my when I hit two hundred thousand miles and shit. Man, but yeah, so that's why I'm a big fan of of Chevy trucks. Like that's why I really want to get a newer version of mine because I know it'll fucking run like crap, you know, crazy. So, you know, but yeah, so I understand. I really want a newer vehicle so bad, which is gonna push. And the thing is, I need to get a full income. Like this whole, I guess you my lawn shit I do is not really full time because it's not really full time money. So, once I, you know, get that taken care of, which leads me to, I'll be back in school come the 31st. So, I finally registered and shit, and uh, paid for class, and I'll be back doing that shit. So, I'm actually looking forward to school. It was kind of crazy, man, because, man, I went to the school, and it was just, it's all these fucking little kids, dude. <laughs> it's like, tons of them, man. Um, so, I finally got registered, got my fucking ID and everything. I'm just, uh... The, Took the mug shot of mug shot. I really did not try to make a mug shot out of it. It looks like a mug shot. Well, the thing was, <laughs> I, I had the straight face, and then I was like, you know what? Let me smile. But then after that, he had already took it. So I'm like, oh, fuck it. They ain't show it to you like, hey, you cool with this? He ain't show me shit. Yeah, fuck boy. He was just, he's a security guard. Like, it, I don't think he's, I don't know. He's just taking pictures and giving them and shit. You know what I'm saying? He ain't, you know, I don't know. He just doing that so he don't get fined. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> which, is, which is funny, though, because he recognized my last name and knew a cousin of mine. So What the fuck? Yeah, crazy as hell. Random? Well, my, my last name is a common, so hell you no. hear that name, you kind of know, you know, so. But, yeah, man, I'm kind of looking forward to school. Hopefully, you know, like I say, it'll be a it's a refresher to kind of get me back and doing design. And hopefully I can find me a design gig in the next, you know, couple of months. And I do that, I just be like, you know, like Mortimer. You know, <laughs> we're back, <laughs> and I'd be able to get me a newer vehicle, man. Because I really, I really don't want to do a, a two uh, another winter after this in this truck. Like a rear wheel drive vehicle is fucking nuts, dude. Trash. And I have to put weight in the back to kind of help it and all that shit. And it's fun when you want to spin, hmm. but not when you when you try not to spin out and, and shit. So yeah, I think like my hope is that I can get like maybe like a. A 2010 with like not a lot of miles on it that's like pretty decent so that's my hope before the year is out that would be nice because i'm not a fan of having a car note either so well see that's the thing like my wife's like why don't you get something new as possible i'm like i could get a mid 2000 i'll be fine with it but you know i think i'd rather her have the newer ride and i just got something i know will be fine i'm okay with a 2005 2006 truck see it's better for me because my wife don't drive At all. She don't have to go nowhere. But I drive all the time long distances. So, like, technically, I should have the better car. But, I mean, hey, beggars can't be choosers, man. If I can't afford a better car, I can't afford a better car. I mean, but being, you know, downtown, you don't have to, like, drive to work. That's a plus. For her. (laughs) Well, you don't have to drive. I still have to. I don't have to drive to work, but I have to drive, like, like, a lot. Yeah, I have to drive 
I would say, man, I I gotta put on at least a hundred miles a week, man. And that might be, I mean, I gotta drive to take take Michael to school three days out the week, so that drive to Livonia and back downtown probably at least thirty miles. Maybe like yeah, fifteen each way. That sounds about right. Fifteen each way. I pick him up from my mom on two of those days. That's another maybe like ten each way. So maybe not gonna no, maybe not ten. Maybe like seven or eight each way. And then I come out here. That's another probably like ten each way. So like yeah, I mean I I rack up the miles pretty quick. And then I like to drive, so I don't have a problem with like. Like she might like, I'm always I've always been a type where like if my lady want like, if she like you know what I got a hankering for, fill in the blank, and it's something that I. I got to drive to go get. I'm cool with that. Like I don't mind because I like to drive. I like the solitude. I like driving. So like it's not. A, she might be like, well, you ain't gotta you know go drive to wherever at whatever time o'clock to go get this thing. I'm like it's not a big deal to me because one you want it. And two, I don't mind to drive, so it's cool. So I like driving. So for me to have some have a reliable vehicle is a big deal. And I've literally like I can't say never had one because the the car that I got when me and my uh, when me and my son's mom broke up, I I got her old car because she had bought a new one. Like that car was pretty good at the time that I got it. It wasn't new. It was a 2005 and like. And I got it from her in like, we'll say 2011 or 12 maybe. So, I mean, it was pretty good. But we put a lot of miles in that car. Because I was driving that car from uh, Bakersfield to L.A. pretty frequently. And that's about an hour and a half drive each way, back and forth. So, like, three hours total. And I would drive it a lot. So I put a lot, of, put a lot of miles on that car. So that car had way more miles on it than it should have for its age. Mm, mm, mm. Man, and the crazy. drive is a kind of a nasty drive. It has like really sharp inclines through hills, oh, and that like puts a lot. Of, yeah, that puts a lot of work on. Yeah, it puts a lot of pressure on it or whatever. So, uh, and the drives were so steep that there's like warning signs, like turn off your air conditioning before you hit the hills and all that shit because it, it that. It, the inclines were very, very steep. But yeah, wow. so I, 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 for the most part, haven't really had a good, good car. Yeah, like, I if I had a good car with, like, good, like, winter winter driving, like, some good tires and shit like that, and, man, that'd be great. Yeah, that's kind of uh, like, my truck's probably the better vehicle I've had, and that's that, and that's a 96 has been the better, better vehicle, but... You know, I hopefully you know things have changed. Like we have more income, and man, it, it sucks, man, when you don't make money you want to make. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, I I, I think I, I I'm real grateful and thankful for my wife, but it it just sucks, man. When you it's like I know money will solve some problems. I know it. You know, people say money will solve all. Man, they'll solve. That's a few bullshit. Lines. That's niggas that got money. That's some shit niggas that got money say. Like, put it perspective. I have like a kind of like a mentor at work um, who I kind of I meet with them every three months or so just to like catch up, tell them what's going on, get advice. This dude is younger than me. He's married. He got a couple kids. 
He's pretty high up in the company. And there was one time we met, and I was telling him, like, you know, I got a lot of stress that revolves around. Uh, this is the only time he said something that kind of bothered me. But uh, I was telling him, you know, I got a lot of stress about money and shit like that and financial problems. He's like, he's like, you know, you got to let that shit go, man. You can't let that stress you, man. He's like, I don't think about money. I don't think about money ever. He's like, you know what? You know, when we get paid, he's like, you know, the money goes in my account. I'm just like, okay, well, we got paid today. And I was like, I want to be like, nigga, that's because you got money. Like, you don't got to think about that shit because you get paid. Like, I don't get, I don't make money like you. Like, I don't have, like, money is a problem for me. Like, so don't tell me not to worry about money because no, you got it and you comfortable. It's always people with money to tell people to not to worry about money. And that yeah, shit that's it. Irritate the fuck out of me, man. Like, bro, if I this had you money, straight. if I had money, I would think a lot of things would be so much better. No, don't have a nigga that make 100000 telling me, like, oh, you know, you should worry about money. Fuck you, man. Yeah, that shit, that shit bugs me. But I, I'm pretty sure, man, if I, if I had, we had more income, it's a lot of shit that'd be, uh, that'd be better, you know, so, whatever. I feel like six figures is in my near future, but not... My near future don't help with any of the shit that I'm dealing with right now, so it, I don't want to hear that shit. But yeah, so um, let's talk about this movie, man. Dog. So straight out of Compton. So uh, NWA. Yeah, we, we we talked about everything about the the theater. It then got to the movie, then changed something, and then right completely <laughs> drifted off. So let's but, steer it back on course. But uh, yeah, so the casting was dope. I, I I enjoyed all of the characters. Um, the only one that was kind of weird to me was the the dark skin as uh, Easy E. Like he was kind of fair skin. Like he wasn't like like he like your wife complexion. Yeah, like in real <laughs> life. But then he was like my complexion in the movie. And shit, <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I thought that was kind of weird. But the, but the thing is, even for people that you kind of threw off by the by the look. The voice, Their voice was on point. Dre's voice was 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 on. Dude, it's like dude, had, like a retarded Denzel Washington, but like his fucking voice, his doc, he sounded just like Doctor Dre. Dog, he looks like the to me. He kind of looks like one of the uh, the Simmons, uh, the younger, not uh, Simmons, not Diggy. Like oh, them not, Simmons, not Diggy. Uh, what's the younger Jojo? Name? No, well, it younger must be Diggy. It must be Diggy then. Diggy's the younger one. Okay. So it must have been he's like an older dark skinned diggy or some shit like that. <laughs> um, but he was dope. Uh, Ice Cube's son, obviously, you know, I shouldn't say obviously because he has another son that, does, that doesn't look nothing like him, and I couldn't see him playing him. So, but uh, but he the, O'Shea Junior though, right. like you got like you come on man, yeah. And I was sitting there, I was sitting there watching the movie like man, this dude is. Ice Cube portrayal is phenomenal. Like he should win an Oscar for this, and I'm like, oh wait a minute. Now I want to talk about. The <laughs> he kind of got the cheat code. I do want to talk about the Oscars at some point, but we'll get to that. Really? Um, okay. Well, I'm just curious <laughs> of what you think. The the I mean, the movie's done well. I mean, doing well, and so did 50, 50 some million first weekend. Like, do you think that would be they would con- consider that for any Oscar nods? Nah, it's not really like an Oscar caliber type movie. It was good, like. In the good, like, popcorn sense. Like, if you look at, like, for me, last year, Guardians of the Galaxy was, like, surprisingly dope as fuck. Like, I really, really liked Guardians of the Galaxy. And it was just a basic Marvel comic book movie. But, like, 
it was like one of my favorite movies of last year. But when you watch it, it's not like an Oscar caliber type movie. Like it's not something you think like, oh, this shit win an Oscar. So like watching Straight Outta Compton, it was like, oh, this is cool. It's a good movie, but like Oscar caliber, nah, not really. Like if it gets a nomination, it would kind of be strictly in the sense of like giving the movie props by giving it a nomination, not because you think it actually deserves so what, to win. So what? So what? So what do you think uh, is the consideration for like Oscar, like the theme of movies, not like the acting, like you know, portrayal of characters and stuff like that? I mean, I guess I guess I would have to look at the past, like just Oscar uh, movie that was that uh, winners, and to see have any biopics. Because I think like being if there's a biopic that it, it may be less interesting, or you know, least likely to get a you know an, an award based on that, or you know. I don't know, like, does it does original thrillers or something like an, a, a, a better storyline or something would be more, I don't know, Oscar worthy, I guess? I don't know. I think what it is is that, like, basically like 100% of the time, it's not just about how good the movie is. The movie can't be whack. The movie has to be good, but there's also a whole lot of, like, politi- not political shit because it don't have nothing to do with politics, but, like, a whole lot of behind the scenes shit that has to do with it. And like to me this movie doesn't it doesn't really have any markers of something that uh the academy would be like this is something we got to nominate. Like it's almost it almost rarely has to do with like just the quality of the movie, but even if it did, I don't think this is like that good. It's not like something where I'm like, "Oh, this is one of the best movies I've seen this year." Like I wouldn't put it like that. Like I put it like seen many movies so i don't i mean yeah. it was good to me but I, I it nothing, wasn't i don't have nothing to compare it with i've seen a lot of stuff this year but like i wouldn't put it like if this is something that were to get nominated for best picture then it's a slow year because like it's not it's not really that it's not that type of good. It's a really, it's, it's hard to explain but like i feel like it's get it gets a knock because it's a biopic though it gets a knock because it's a biopic about rappers and gangster shit. But I don't see why that's a bad thing, though. It's not. But, but I'm I mean, just, that's I, just I know, how it is. I mean, like, I know the basis. I mean, I know all of the fucking people that vote for If it was Academy about Award fucking... Are like old white men, so they can give a shit about, you know. Yeah, like, if it was about fucking, uh, I don't know, fucking the Jim Crow era, some shit about, about slaves getting beat, then yeah. But, like, it's not like... I don't, it's hard to really put into words, but, like, when you see something, like, there could be times where I can go into a movie and I can say, like, I didn't think it was that great, but this is something that the Academy is going to fuck with. Like, you could just kind of tell, like, this is something that that the media is going to push as a contender, and this is something that they're really not. So, like, with Guardians of the Galaxy, I could be like, oh, that was a dope-ass movie. That shit was really good, but that's not something that it doesn't fit that mold. And there's like a certain mold. And it's not about biopics necessarily, because a biopic, uh, actually a biopic actually has a a stronger chance, I would think. Because you look at like uh, the one about uh, Stephen Hawking last year, that shit, like, there's just certain things that it already has like the symptoms of an Oscar nominee. Like the director and the cast and the studio, like, all the kind of shit that you could kind of tell when they make it, that's what they're going for. Whereas, like, with this, this was just like, we're going to tell NWA's story. 
Whereas a lot of Oscar movies, you can kind of tell that they're going for that. And it'd be like a little bit more artsy and like it's it's really hard to explain. If if, if this movie got an Oscar nomination for Best Picture, I'd be blown away. Like I'd be shocked. Like maybe if it made like an insane amount of money, it made a lot of money for what it was, but it didn't make a lot of money like in general. I mean, fifty opening for fifty million is pretty good. In general, like it's it's good for that for a biopic about rappers and. With no major stars in it, it's good. That 56, I think it's actually looking like it might hit 60. That's good. But like, well, you look at something like. My $6 you look at something that make. If it made $120 million this year, I mean, this weekend, then you might have to like look at it like, what the fuck? But like, for like but a see, biopic. That doesn't, change, that doesn't change the content, though. Where it they, shouldn't change the content. Should, yeah, I don't see But how, that's like. Though. It's just it's so it's so hard to explain, I mean, but it's I weird. Like I don't, I don't, I feel like I don't want to be like totally capable. There's just certain things just, that kind of like play into it that like you can kind of just know that this is something that is like made for that. Like right. this is kind of what they're going for. This is what the academy is going to fuck with, and this is what people are going to push for that position. Because if you read about it, if you read all the reviews about it, all the reviews are great, but none of them mention Oscar nominations. Because they kind of just know, like, it's not really built for that. It's it's a weird thing to explain, but it's like certain movies just kind of built for that. And I don't feel like this movie is built for that. And even if it really was, I don't know if I would go so far as to say that it it w- it was it's it's that of that caliber. Like watching it, I thought it was dope, but I don't I didn't think it was I I didn't walk away like wow like that should really get an Oscar nomination like that was amazing like. I need to walk away out of a movie like that was amazing, and I I don't feel amazing. I I was like oh that was dope that was really good, but ama- like Oscar nominee amazing, like any actors any supporting actors no really nah I I, I didn't get that impression for anything because you got to really be like almost like emotionally impacted by it and like for some of us who might have grown up in that era and who it means something those. You might feel that a little bit more, but like for the casual moviegoer, I don't know if you would really feel that impacted by it to that degree. I, I just, I, I, I just didn't get that vibe coming I, from I can it. See that? I think what's so crazy is that you know we're 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 in a year where we've had the most uh, the most people killed by police in any year. I think that could help it though. And that could help the portrayal it. Portrayal of the police there in that movie during that time—it's amazing. Is so fucking similar. It's amazing to right now. Yeah, like that was one of the things I was looking at. Like, Doug, I, I just I, like how is a movie about some shit that happened in 1989 prevalent today? Dude, I I was looking at that thinking about I thought about. Uh, um, Darren Wilson being one of those asshole cops. I think about the cops that killed Eric uh, Eric Gardner. Yeah, like, you know all of these, all of those cops. I, you know, from the uh, the guy that was uh, killed by the Cincinnati uh, uh, police, uh, the Cincinnati uh, University of Cincinnati. The, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I always forget that dude's name. Um, the boy. I don't. The boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think about all those, and I'm like, these, Sam something. Sam yeah. the boy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think about all those those cops, and I'm like, dog, that's what the fuck they were dealing with in 89. I like, think if they had pressed that point more, they'd have a better chance. Yeah, I mean. Because, like, the, 
like the I'll say like the first half of the movie because that was kind of like through the first half of the movie that was kind of like I wouldn't say my flaw that I was picking with but like they had maybe like three instances where they had run-ins with the cops and those were like very like uh kind of like generic like shit that's been done before like okay here we are with the cops fucking with people for no reason like we've been seeing that on screen in movies since Boys in the Hood. Like that's not anything that's really new. And when I was watching it, I wanted to get kind of like a new, deeper perspective into what what was happening in L.A. at that time. And we got it later, but like initially, I was kind of like, okay, these are just kind of like generic cops fucking with people at the beginning. What I didn't like it was I don't know, and I and I you don't know the the, the motive of of, of like. Easy, it's about better when they when they put the Rodney King shit in. But it, it, it's just like it was a weird emotion that Easy E had towards the the pr- police brutality, almost like it was forced. Like they'd be showing him watching it, then he just get pissed off, and you know he's watching it with Jerry Heller, and they just sitting. And it was just that scene kind of forced. But I I think that I don't know. I guess it, it may have took away from the movie if you kind of push push that much of a focus. On the br- police brutality, but it definitely reminded me of now, today, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and I was just like, "Dog, that's fucking crazy." And I think that's what helped the movie make so much money this weekend, and that's what helped the good reviews. Is that it's crazy to watch a biopic about shit that happened in 1989, 1988, 1990, and have that shit resonate so much with what's happening right now. And I think that's what helps the movie. I, I feel like if they have, if they had packed more of that into the movie, then it, it might have reached Oscar status. I don't know how they could have though. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, they, it would have took away from the because they the needed time line. to. Yeah, they needed time to because it was about NWA, so they needed time to focus on the NWA, music part yeah. and the yeah the actual NWA members and shit like that. So you can't make it about like you can't make Selma of you know of NWA. You know what I'm saying? But if you made a NWA of Selma like or whatever, then you're talking about something that's like Oscar caliber where it like resonates with people on that kind of level where it's like, OK, this is why like highly racial and like really impactful about what was happening back then. And they struck a pretty good balance of that, I think, because like. Because at first I thought like oh, they could have put a little bit more about what was happening in L.A. at the time, but then they added that in, that that happened later. So I, that that to me is what made the movie better. Because like I would say like the first hour or so, it was mostly about N.W.A. and like them deciding like hey let's get together, hey let's make music, and it was kind of like uh, and then and then like while we're making music, hey some cops just randomly ran up on us. It was kind of like eh, well eh, but once it started like integrating the shit that actually happened that we know happened like with with Rodney King and the LA riots and and how NWA had an effect like it, it kind of played into this idea of like NWA made this music that helped incite not incite violence but like that helped people kind of like realize you know realize what was going on like these people are talking about what we're dealing with and now we're going to, like, get upset and we're going to fight back and these people are fucking with us. And, like, that's when it really started to get better to me. And then playing in the whole idea of once once N.W.A. broke up and not broke up, but once Cube left. And I mean, it's like then I, it got then it got like really good. I think they were like 
they were almost like the the east the west coast public enemy in a weird way it was like you know but they're all of the I mean besides all the bitches and hoes the songs they did have about the police brutality and shit like that I don't think it was taken as seriously as like a PE you know fight the power and you know what I'm saying other shit like that but I mean they was you know they they got put on put out you know right in front of the fucking studio you know what I'm saying then went right in the booth and you know Q gave him the verse and he like see and that's one of the things that you got a sidebar you got a cigar cutter uh, I got a yes. I got a like a one with a V cut. That's sweet. My bad. Man. Oh, actually, it's got both. Yeah. Cool. So, um, but yeah, like stuff like that makes me wonder. If, I doubt it happened in that way. Like, hey, we just got fucked with by the police. Let's make fuck by the police. Not, though, because uh, that's just too convenient. Like that seems like that's something that was made for the movie. Like, oh, how convenient that they got fucked with by the police and they immediately walked back into the studio and made fuck the police. Like that's a little bit convenient. So, but at the same time, that idea is what I think helps the movie. Is the idea that, like, to help people who weren't necessarily aware of that realize that fuck the police isn't something that they just made because, hey, we hate police and we're gangster rappers and we're thugs. It was like, no, fuck the police because this is what we're dealing with. Like, this is how, this is what we live. This is what they do to us. And this is what y'all need to be aware of. So it helped, it helped people get, I think, get an understanding of, uh, the motivation behind not just that song, but like gangster rap in general, because like they say all the time that we're not making gangster rap just because we're just like we just want to make you know hateful shit to incite violence. We're talking about shit that's actually happening to us and shit that we really see. And I think that I think the movie really helped put that in perspective. Like this is what it's like when you live in Compton and you walk out of your crib and. The police just fuck with you because you look a certain way. And you might not have no weed and no guns and nothing on you like that. You just, like Ice Cube, you just writing rhymes and you just chilling with your boy. And you come out in your L.A. hat and your fucking dicky suit. And it's like, oh, here's a gang member. Right, Let's just right. fuck him up and see what see what can happen. And then back then, there were no repercussions for that. Like, there was no, they could do, they had free reign. They could do whatever they wanted. Whereas right now... All that shit is recorded. Like, you got to think twice before you do some shit like that. And shit, they still don't give a fuck. But They don't, right. I mean, yeah. But that at least helps people understand that right now, in 2015, people that's happening to people. But that shit was happening back in 1989. But we didn't have that shit on video. That shit went on Instagram in 1989. But that same shit... The same shit that's happening to us right now was happening back then. I think that's why the movie is resonating with people. And the thing is, Rodney King was was beat the hell down on video. He and was. was still found. Right, he was. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's just some shit just ain't changed in twenty some years. So it's just real fucked up. But I don't know. I thought the movie overall. I thought the movie was good. I think I said the casting, like I say, you know, Cube Son, uh, the Tupac dude was actually pretty convincing. I had no idea Tupac was going to be in a movie. And he was only in it for one scene. But I was watching, like, this dude even got Tupac's smile. Like, yeah. I was like, wow. That like was... His mouth and eyebrows, that was all pop. Yeah, I'm like, wow, that was pretty pretty impressive. They had guys who, like, didn't necessarily look the part. Like, to me, Dre didn't look like Dre at all. But, like, his voice was, like, amazing. Like, if I closed my eyes and watched the movie, I would have thought it was Dre. Say for Stevie Wonder, he was like, "Yeah, That's right." Dre. 
That's, That's Dre. Dre. Steve Wonder had no clue that somebody other than Dre was in the movie. I didn't realize. I didn't, I never really knew that. You know, Ice, I, uh, Easy E was. You know, as, I guess as charismatic as he was, or he was. He was pretty entertaining to me. Um, yeah, I, I didn't have that. I got that impression of him as an artist, and from like what I seen of him in bits and pieces. But like, for me, it was kind of like confirmation. Like, I always felt like Easy was kind of like a more goofy kind of like like in the interviews that we watched earlier like that he was kind of like a kind of like a goofy kind of kind of dude so i thought that was dope um i liked the fact that i don't know there were things that i wondered if it was true or not like um when they first record when they first started trying to record boys in the hood easy was like struggling Trying to spit the rhymes and shit, and when you think of Boys in the Hood, this like Easy's that's like that's the Easy song, and then you hear it and you're like, Easy didn't write that shit, he didn't plan on rapping it, none of that shit. And they were like, Well, why don't you do it? And then he got in there, he was struggling, niggas was laughing at him, and it took takes to like to make it sound the way it was. And like, I wonder if they actually recorded it a line at a time, because like he recorded the. The uh, cruising on the street in my six fold. Like he recorded that line, and the movie Dre's like, all right, now we only got fifty nine more lines to record. And like I basically wondered, like, it was easy that struggling with like spitting right. at that point where they had to record that shit like line by line. Like, <laughs> like I mean, that's it, interesting. Especially yeah. since that song is like so iconic for like gangster rapper for him. It's just funny that he was just not a rapper at all. And then you know, I mean, it wasn't like he was a prolific rhymer. You know what I mean? But Still, but yeah, I, I I thought I thought uh I thought all the characters were uh were dope. I thought they were really good, man. I was really impressed. Like it, uh, my only struggle was looking at the dude that played Dr. Dre because he looks nothing like him. But like that was my only thing. Like the dude that played Ren looked like him. Dude that played Yellow looked like him. Dude that played DLC was kind of weird. I yeah, dude that played DLC was kind of weird. He didn't really look like I him. I think he looked like him too much. Yeah, he, the Suge Knight dude was like <laughs> they, they spanned across the crowd. While NW is performing, and I looked at, I, I, they spanned across him. I was like, "Oh, there goes Suge Knight!" Right, like, right, 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 right. I was like, "I can tell." Like, he even has Suge Knight's body, like that big ass fucking, that just that big ass body. Like, it's not like, necessarily muscular, just like on, a big he was, motherfucker. He was on Combat Jack. At the Who was the dude that played Suge Knight? Oh, I believe Suge Knight was oh, on no, Combat no, Jack. I'm like, I need to download that right now. He was at the end of uh, the, the chick from Power, the Tory. Notori, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was a, he was like twenty minutes, not even that at the end. And he was saying that he had to gain like thirty or forty pounds for that role. Yo, low key, I thought it was like a bodysuit. Because <laughs> I, I was like, dog, because his head didn't really fit the his head didn't really fit the body, and like Suge Knight's head kind of fits his body, but like that dude's head didn't re, didn't really fit his body. I thought he might have actually been wearing a bodysuit. Yeah, he like, was. but it, he had the Suge Knight body. Like yeah. I was like, this dude is a good Suge Knight. Yeah, I it's, thought it was. Uh, I, I can say I think they really did good on casting. I think you know we saw uh, they did great on casting, man. Uh, really, Shea, really good. O'Shea's, uh he had to uh, had a, a acting coach for two years. Man, like, you gotta you gotta you gotta learn you gotta go for two years to learn your daddy. Like <laughs> it just seemed like he probably would have been more of a natural already. You know, just you know. I don't know. He already has the look of his, you know, his dad. Unless he was just, he didn't see that nigga, and, and, you know. So yeah, if you don't know what Ice Cube looked like in right, 1988, like, well, you stay, might not know, but I, yeah. I stay across the state. I don't even see my daddy and shit. But um, yeah, he was, man. The, 
It's hard for me to give him props for playing his dad, but like the dude that played Ice Cube was phenomenal, man. Yeah, I really, li- I really liked him, he definitely man. Gotta give him his credit, dude. He, he did he, great. He was dope. He was dope. He did him. great. And dude that played Easy did great. He did, like you said, he was dark, way darker than Easy actually was. But he was like, he was great as Easy. He was like parody dark. Like it just seemed like <laughs> yeah. it wasn't like supposed. It was like it wasn't real. He kind of reminded me of a. Uh, you ever see Fear of Black Hat? Oh yeah, I love that movie. Like, t- he was like he was like tasty. And shit. You know, you know about Fear of the Black Hat. The crazy thing about that is that a white dude put me on that movie. Uh, the, the actually the only white dude that I'm inviting to my wedding. Uh, uh, my boy Tom. He Tom put me on Fear of the Black Hat. He's like, you should watch this shit. I was like, I'm gonna watch it. Well, I'm, glad, that, I'm glad you hold some white people in the steam. Man. I do. I hold uh, one. Yeah. Um, I hold one a, a, white a person. white dude put me on the black milk. There you go. Yeah. All right, there we go. Uh, so yeah. Um, White people are useful in this world. There we go. A white person put you on black milk. A white person put me on Fear of the Black Hat. And what's funny is that you see Fear of the Black Hat took that whole part of the of NWA could not being able to say a certain word. At the yeah. And, shit. and I was just like, oh, that kind of clicked when I was seeing it. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I remember that skit from them doing that. And it's like, or he, he kind of, uh, easy, he kind of reminded you of fucking uh, uh, Chris, Chris, uh, Chris, Chris Rock, Rock from CB4. From CB4. Yeah, I... I yeah, I knew where you were going with that. <laughs> so you said Chris. I was like, Chris, I can see before. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it was it was it was dope though, man. I, I really definitely I really a very it. enjoyable movie, man. Like for me, I was shocked that it was two and a half hours long. Like a NWA biopic, and this is something that like when they first because I keep up on movie news. When they first started talking about making an NWA biopic, I thought like, oh, this sucks. I'm like. I thought it was going to be, like, a lifetime, hour-and-a-half-long movie on, you know, like... thing is, it didn't drag either, dude. I didn't no. even realize it was, like, two-and-a-half. Like, it really kind of flowed pretty good. There was no dead spots to me. I think it uh, was a... No. It, you know, it, I was so intrigued by the storyline. It wouldn't have probably matter. It was just, I was, you know, just watching, man. It, like, especially, like, in the beginning. It's funny. I guess we need to uh, probably preface this... Uh, or comment on this episode when we posted saying there are spoilers. But I guess there ain't no real spoilers. You kind of know what's going on in the Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, because I'm just thinking of all kind of scenes in the movie, like uh, when they was throwing the fucking gang signs at the uh, at the gang and they just pulled a fucking bus over, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. shit my pants, dog. Man. Came up with his, I don't know why it seemed like some shit like the game would do or some shit if he's in the game. Like, yeah. pull, out, pull out his gun and walk on the bus and all kind of shit. I think my only, I did feel like it kind of dragged a little bit long, but that's only, I think, because I didn't part? expect it. Well, I didn't expect it to go as far as it did. Because I'm going into it thinking, like, it's called Straight Outta Compton. It's about N.W.A. So I'm thinking it's going to be about N.W.A. And it's going to primarily take place in, like, the late 80s, early 90s, and basically be all N.W.A. But that shit went all the way up until Dr. Dre leaves Death Row and starts Aftermath. Like, that's the final scene of the movie. He's, like, leaving Death Row to go to Aftermath. And I, th- I, I felt like a lot of that, I was kind of like... At that point, I was kind of like, okay, this isn't really that relevant to N.W.A. Like, it's, it's relevant. The only reason I accept it is because it's relevant to Dr. Dre. Because Dr. Dre's whole situation uh, was pivotal in, like, the whole gangster rap era. 
Because if you look at like Dr. Dre, like this is a guy who was like a pioneer in NWA. He had his own, and and what they did a good job of was specifying that Dr. Dre as was not really an artist, so to speak, for NWA. Like he rapped some shit, but he was like right. the guy behind the scenes. And then it got into like him making the Chronic and him getting with Snoop, and then him going, him saying like, okay, I'm leaving Death, him joining Death Row. And leaving Death Row, I, I, like I felt like that. I was like, I kind of feel like that didn't need to be in the movie. Like, it's, if it's about NWA, if it's a Dr. Dre biopic, yeah. But an NWA biopic, why are why did it have to really go into like him joining Death Row and leaving Death Row? It felt a little bit Dr. Dre eccentric at the end. Right. And like I feel like that was because he played such a large role in the making of the movie that he wanted more of his story told. So by that point, I was kind of feeling like this don't really need to be here. Like, it was good, but I was like, it was kind of like for me. I think if you are a person who don't know shit about it, then you find all that relevant. But for me, who know all about it, like it was kind of like okay, I I already know all this shit about like what happened with him joining Death Row and and with Snoop and then with Pac and then him leaving Death Row. I feel like they didn't really... They probably could have done it in shorter, shorter, just saying, okay, it happened versus the, you know, the storyline of of taking time out of the movie. But... I feel like it... Yeah, I feel like it probably could have been maybe like 20 to 30 minutes shorter and maybe lost a lot of the Dr. Dre focused shit. Cause it it really felt thrown in. Cause it wasn't like, cause you you. I don't want to say you have to build something like that up and have it be deep, but like at the same time, it's kind of like it just felt like so after the fact. Like also, I joined Death Row, and then also I saw Death Row with Shady, and then also I left. And it was like, let's just throw in this last twenty minutes of like Dr. Dre being fed up with Death Row and then leaving. And I, I, I felt like I was like ah. I, felt, I felt like the 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 interaction with him and Should when he was leaving was just so. Lackluster. Like, yeah, that, I don't know. That part of it felt kind of. I don't forced. know what I thought should happen at that moment, but they. Sh- I mean, it wasn't like any deep music behind. It. Dun, dun, dun. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know. It just seemed like I, was- I, I kind of felt like that aspect of it was thrown in because Dr. Dre was like, "I want this part of my story told." Right. And like, I felt like that wasn't really necessary for the story as a whole to have the whole him joining Death Row and then link it up with Snoop and have a sugar night because that has nothing to do with NWA. And then I also wondered if, like, they painted this whole, like, reconciliation kind of between Dre, Easy, and Cube. And, like, I don't know if that actually happened, but, like, I feel like my gut tells me it didn't. Like, really? I felt like, yeah, I felt like, I feel like Easy died with a lot of shit between them that was unresolved. And the movie presented as, like, all that shit was under the water. Because it was kind of like... They were about to get the band back. And, yeah, and know. I feel like that's not how it really happened. I felt like that's what Dre and Cube wanted to have it pre- presented. Like, they really squashed all the shit before he died, and everything was copacetic. And then it was like, then he died. When we were all about to get NWA back together. And I feel like that's probably not really how it happened. Like, I feel like they were still on the outs when he died, and he just happened to die. But they, since they're the only two members who, like, had that kind of influence on the movie that they were like let's right. kind of like paint that picture because that felt kind of forced to me and then already going in with my knowledge of that situation like i feel like 
if they had reconciled prior to him dying, that we would know that. And that was news to me. Like, I, I, I was looking at this like, so they were all cool when he died? Like, and they were talking about doing the NWA reunion? I was like, I don't, I don't know. Did that really happen? And it might have. And if it did, that lends legitimacy to it. But I felt like that wasn't, that wasn't really the case. Like, I felt like right. the shit wasn't totally squashed like that. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm you know, staying the news. Because I'm, I'm thinking, like, if the shit was fucked, if the shit wasn't, like, as true as they said it was, I feel like it would come out. Like, someone would be like, yeah, I remember talking with Easy, and he still was like, fuck them niggas. Or, but I feel I mean? like the opposite. Like, if that was really how it was, then that would have came out. Like, we would know that the NWA is planning to get back together and that everything was squashed and they were that they were cool. But I don't remember hearing that. Like I don't remember. I only remember after Easy died, them saying shit like, you know, yeah, we, you know, we were cool, you know, whatever. But like, I feel like I don't know. I, I wonder if that was. I feel like they were cool in the sense of like, once Easy was like on his deathbed, and he was in a because I I do remember that he was in a coma and then he died while you know in the coma. I remember that, but, and I'm sure that at that point. They were probably like, you know, they weren't still like, fuck that nigga, I ain't, I ain't going to go visit him in the hospital. Right. Like, I'm sure that wasn't the case. I'm sure they actually probably did. At that point, they squashed it in the sense of, like, our boy is dying. We had this beef, but, like, he's dying. Like, fuck that beef. I'm sure that's true, but I'm, I question whether or not he reconciled while he was still while he was still good and he was still able. And he hit them up like, hey, you know, I want to get back together. I want to make NW. You know, I want to go make some NWA shit. I think, like, he reached out. Like, I feel, while he was still good, I feel like that's unlikely. Like, yeah. I, I, something about that made me feel like, because I never heard anything about that. But that could just be me. Maybe I didn't hear about it. Maybe yeah, that I happened. Thinking, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I want to I do research this week just to see, like, what, because someone's going to do some fact checking, you know what I'm saying, at some point. You're going to see yeah. some articles. Yeah, you shit. will. So, I, 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 yeah, I'm curious. But I don't know. I, like I, I really would hope that you know when they wrote that they started after that police interaction at the at the studio that that was like a real like let me write some rhymes <laughs> to this shit. I mean, it yeah. does seem so like I highly doubt they walked out of the studio, got harassed by the police, and then went back in and recorded "fuck the police." Like I feel like it didn't happen that conveniently, but I actually know that's like that's just how movies are made. You got to tell the story in that way because that's just that's just how it is. It could have been several months that passed, but like you can't portray that in a movie. You got to do what you got to do for the movie. So I, I, I suspend disbelief in in that regard. But I, I, I don't know. Just something tells me that I don't feel like they were as reconciled when Easy when Easy was passing as the movie presented it. And then my only my only real complaint, and I wouldn't call it a complaint necessarily, but was a. Uh, they had the actual audio playing when they performed. Because at first, the first time they did it, they had Cube's son uh, spitting Cube lyrics. And I was like, I was watching, I was like, damn, he sounds just like Cube. I was like, is this for real? Like, well, are they just yeah, playing the Cube audio? Like, like, I wasn't playing, sure. Yeah, like, some of them heard them playing, like, the actual lyrics of it. And then sometimes you heard the actual actors you know, rapping the shit, you know, so well, I don't like, know if it's supposed to be for authenticity or, you know well, what I mean? when they played the easy shit, because, like, okay, so if you wanted to, you could theoretically have Cube rap his own shit, because he's still alive. But, like, when I was watching it, I was like, 
when Cube's son was spitting Cube lyrics, I was like, is this him actually spitting the lyrics or is this a Cube song? I couldn't tell the difference. But then when they had the easy shit playing, I could tell that wasn't the same dude. He wasn't even really like lips, like he wasn't even really lipsticking on beat. Like I could tell like that was not him. And that was my only really f- flaw with the movie was that I could tell that like there were times where like the person playing the, the person playing a rapper, he wasn't actually spitting it. They were playing the actual audio, and he wasn't really rapping along with it enough to make it believable. Like I could tell, like dude was like kind of like off a little bit. Like so, that was my only complaint. That's to be me, me being nitpicky. But like that's when I realized I was like, okay, no, they just playing the cube audio. His son don't sound like him like to that degree. But that's to be me, me being nitpicky. But yeah, the movie was dope, man. And it was great to relive that shit. Cause that's my favorite era, my favorite era in hip hop as a whole. Yeah. Period. I was, I was pretty pleased with the movie. Um, yeah, I don't really have nothing really. Yeah, I, it was like I say. The only thing that was kind of weird, like I say, the dark ass easy. Other than that, though, you know, it was uh, <laughs> it was pretty cool. I really, I mean, I think it was they 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 really put they put the time in to make sure that the the actors sounded a lot like them. You know, like I say, you can close your eyes and you just man, sit here, you gotta gotta commend them for the voices, man. The voices were on point. Dre sounded like Dre. Easy sounded like Easy. Cubes, I mean, obviously Cube sounded like you. Um, fucking Tupac sounded like Tupac. Snoop sounded like Snoop. Like, man, like they they really killed it with the casting. And to have so many movies where like somebody else played Tupac, like. To have that guy, and he had his one little scene where he played Tupac. Three minutes. Right, if that. And he was like, he was good. I was was like, damn, he's doing a really good Tupac. And there are people who look more like Tupac than him, but like his Tupac was great. Like he did a really good job of being Tupac in his one little scene. Because at first when he was just rapping, I was like, well, he could just play Tupac and just have this dude move his mouth to it. But they actually had him like talk to Dr. Dre, and they had like, it was like a brief moment where like Dr. Dre was in the studio and Tupac was in a booth and they were like conversing back and forth. It was maybe like fucking like a couple of lines, maybe like 10 seconds. But that shit sounded like that shit sounded like 1994. That shit sounded like Dre talking to Snoop. I, I mean, Dre talking to Pop. That shit was amazing. Like voices, uh, I didn't think the Snoop character looked like him, but his voice. He had the voice of Snoop, and I thought that was dope. Absolutely. Because yeah, he didn't really favor him to me that much. I mean, he's just a skinny, dark-skinned dude. But his voice, though, that, his voice so – I think that's what most of the guys – like I say, Dre's character, I don't think he really favored him that much. And it seemed like he had these weird moments where he looked like a little kid, like clean, super clean, like his, his, his like, yeah. like, different, like, I don't know. Uh, Dre always kind of looks like – he always looks, like, kind of old to me, like – Dre never looked like a teenager. And, like, if you think of when N.W.A. first came out, Dre was probably, like, 18, 19, 20. Right. But, like, Dre always looked old to me. Like, not old, old, but, like, as a grown-ass dude. Like, Dre never looked like a teenager to me. But that dude always, that dude just looked really young. He's darker than Dre was. He looked like like a retarded Denzel Washington. Look, he looked weird. Like, it's, like, complexion-wise and, like, look-wise, it seemed like, Yella and and Q was the the ones they got like on point for sure. Yeah. Um but 
Yeah, I mean, but I don't even say it's a but because it was, you know, it wasn't a knock too much where it was distracting or whatever. So, you know, and I can say even Easy E's character, even though he was a lot darker, he still, you know, he had the, you know, the mannerisms, you know what I mean? You know, so, and then with a nigga with a Jerry Curl with a fucking Raiders hat, yeah. that was just him. So, yeah, you know, so, but yeah, it was, it was, it was dope, dog. It was, it was. Yeah, man, I, I enjoyed it, man. It was good. It was good to have like. My favorite era in, in hip hop have like a a solid a solid retelling, like not just some like let's just talk about it. Have like a like a ghetto ass fucking BT ass movie. Like it it was good to have like that time that uh, basically a lot of people don't even really respect that time. A lot of people don't really respect the gangster rap era, but like to have that portrayed in that way and have it tie into like what was going on in LA. And in the country at that time, and the fact that it ties into how it is now, what are you hype about? I fucking missed a bid. I was waiting two minutes to fucking bid on the fucking cars. Man. I, I should have just pushed it, man. I was waiting two minutes and I was going to put my fucking $9 bid in. That reminded me. Oh, it's $11.59. Let me check. Motherfuck, dude. Ugh. It was these five Vegas cigars I wanted. And I'm fucking sick. Now all of them are done until tomorrow. Motherfucker. Yes. Fuck you, dog. I won mine. Damn it, dude. And I was trying to be greedy. I bid at 10.30. And I won mine. I should have just hit it before. I was trying to be greedy and wait in case somebody tried to click again. Damn it. Anyways, fuck this shit. shit. Damn. It's a part of the podcast where we're inexplicably hype or angry about cigar bids. Motherfuck, man. He's angry and I'm hype. Dog. I got another great deal. My favorite fucking stick. My fucking favorite. Put that in. Let me tell y'all about this deal I get on my shit. I got this bitch for $25 for a five pack. So that's $5 a piece. This cigar, if I were to actually go to a cigar place, costs like $10 or $11 a piece. So to get five, you... Pay fifty to fifty five dollars for a five pack. You bought it online in a five pack, you might pay thirty eight dollars or something like that. I just want a bid for twenty five dollars. Like, man, yes, I got a man. fucking deal. Man, that shit. Fuck, man. <laughs> you mad, bro? No. <laughs> very, dog. Very. Woo. Fuck. <laughs> <sighs> Two conflicting opinions. Yeah. Or results. Whatever. Shit. I just burned my mustache off. They're still doing the pre-orders for uh, the Undercrowd Shade. They still haven't sold it. I've seen some people have them on some other other uh, other cities, I'm assuming. Nothing. When they hit the stores. So, yeah. But, yeah. So, I which, uh, would, would definitely, definitely highly, highly recommend Straight Outta Compton. Um, definitely see it. It's As would I. Definitely not going to disappoint. If you're, you know. And, let, and if you're too, if you're young. Younger than that era, I think it's a good lesson in in hip hop and you know things were going on at that time. Um, and if you you know you remember that era, it's just cool to see it. You know, yeah. I mean? And that's a as somebody who like if you're not really necessarily a fan of that era, don't feel like you have to be an NWA fan to see this movie. I feel like you can go see this movie as somebody who's not a gangster rap fan and still get a good movie. Especially if you're somebody who, what's going on right now with police brutality and all that shit, if 
if that shit affects you and you care, even if you don't know shit about the gangster rap era back then, this movie will resonate with you. Like, it'll have that effect. So, it, like, see it if you like good movies. Like, don't necessarily feel like you gotta be a, a NWA fan or a gangster rap fan to enjoy this movie. You can see, you can see this movie and enjoy it even if you're not. So, go check it out. It, it was, it was good. And if you're not, if you're somebody who's totally like unaware of what the landscape was like at that time, it'll be interesting and it'll be interesting and informative to you to see what it was like back then and what really was going on. Like it wasn't just about hey, let's just make gangster shit. It had, it had meaning. Like there was a purpose behind that. They were really dealing with shit that prompted the need to make that music and the need to get that shit off your chest so check that shit out even if you're not a fan of gangster rap or whatever like you can be like you know fucking taylor swift fan or whatever and still enjoy the movie now if you hate black people uh, you know like then don't go see it or you're a police officer don't you love you love cops and you excuse their behavior you might not want to watch yeah if you're darren wilson don't fuck with it but like (laughs) right otherwise you good so um let's take a break right quick and then I think when we come back, uh, we could. This will be a good segue into talking about uh, Dr. Dre's new album. All right. Oh, and we're yeah. back. Yeah, we are. So, um, Drake put out an album. Who? Dre. <laughs> so you said Drake. Oh, Dre. No, Doctor <laughs> Dr. Dre. Andre Young uh, put out an album, um, and, and it was not Detox. Um. He said that Detox was whack, so he didn't put it out. Hey. And you just got to kind of take his word for it when, you know, a guy of that magnitude to put out so many dope, so much dope music and produce so many dope mu- so much d- music and and put on so many artists, you got to just say, well, Dre said it was whack. Yeah, I if he said it wasn't working out, it must guess, not have been. I guess it was really yeah. whack then. So, Compton the soundtrack. Uh, What'd you think? I enjoy it i've seen a lot of flack about the album a lot of people um not really liking it because it doesn't sound like a dre album like i haven't seen flack so what kind of flack have you seen yeah it's like i think people say it's a lot of a lot of, a lot of stuff i've seen and i shouldn't say a lot but a decent amount of folks have said it, the album just the production just doesn't flow it seems out of like random you know, uh, the artist on it seems, you know, not, I guess not Drake-esque. I don't know. But I enjoy the album. I, uh, I like the new artist. Uh, you know what? The only, only, only song I didn't care for is the one with, uh, and I shouldn't even say the whole song, but I didn't care for the game on the album. Like, it was just meh. It, it wasn't, you know, but... Uh, I like the one artist we talked about, King Mez. I thought he was dope. Um, I thought John Connor from Flint was dope on there. Um, you know, he came came like he always does. Um, it was Anderson Pock, I think, was the person on there. I thought that was he was cool. Um, I don't know. I, I dug it though. I, I I think my favorite songs probably for the love of money with. Uh, John Connor and I think Satisfaction 
are probably my two current. But I think it changes when you listen to it. But right now, if I had to name two right now, those are probably my two favorite songs. And not to say I think all oh, the rest of my whack, but those just are the two ones that stick out as favorites. What, what's your take on that? What do you think? What, what, what was what was your ranking of it? Um, well, I thought that I thought that it was a strong album. I feel like um, the beginning and end are the strongest parts of it. The middle lagged a bit for me, like a. There were times where I felt like it was kind of like, oh, this is good. Like, this, it, the best way for me to describe it was it, it reminds me of, like, Nas' last album, where every song was good, but there are very few great songs. And, like, for me, with the Dre album, there are more great songs than were on the last Nas album. But it wasn't something where I'm listening to every song, and I'm like, oh, man, this shit is dope. This shit is dope. Like... His is uh like the chronic and the chronic two thousand whatever whatever the fuck it was called, um, those shits were fucking just filled with like amazing fucking tracks. Whereas this one, it was kind of like everything was good, but there was little that was great, and so that for me doesn't put it on par with the chronic and with the chronic. 2001 or whatever the fuck that was called. I really don't know what that album's called. Like, was it, it, was it Chronic 2001? It, it was the Chronic something, but whatever the whatever it was called, that wasn't even the year it came out. Like, so I it's, that's why it's hard for me to remember. It came out in 1999, but it was called like the Chronic 2000 or something like that. But um, the I really liked the very first song after the intro. I really liked um, the very last song. The I think it's called "Talking to My Diary" or something like that. Yeah. I really like the very last song. I like. Um, I like the like. There was really nobody who I thought was whack as a feature. Like I felt like his features were really strong. Like I like like you said King Mez and um, Anderson Pac is probably my least favorite of the features. But I really like King Mez. I really like uh, you like, you like John Connor. You like the game over Anderson Park? I didn't count the game because oh, like okay. the game. I, I was talking about like new oh, niggas. New, no, okay, yeah, okay, like okay. the new people. Okay, okay. okay. So like I, uh, of the new people, I really like King Mez and um, John Connor. Um, the game song, like you said, it, it didn't really. It was like eh. Um, my favorite ones, like I said, were the the very first song, which is track number two. Uh, talk about it. I thought that was like incredibly fucking dope. Um, I really like Kendrick came on there as well. I, I, I didn't even mention him, but he was dope. Yeah, Kendrick on. Um, I think it's called Deep Water, and then something else. Like it's like there were like I think two tracks in a row, or two or three tracks where the songs were kind of split in half, and it changed to like a different, a totally different kind of song midway through. Um, but I think Deep Water is one that was like that had Kendrick on it. That one was uh really, really good. Uh the track with Eminem is phenomenal. Um what that Medicine Man? Yeah. Um there were a couple other tracks that I really Oh the the John Connor track for the love of money, like you said, that was really good. I like the and it plays into the movie so well because they, they mention Easy E's tie in with Bone Thugs and Harmony at the end of the movie. And then, so for them to sample 
that song that song because Easy was on for the love of money. Right. And so they had like a for the love of money sample. And had John Connor rapping on it. That was really good. I, I really enjoyed he, he that song. He came hard on that song. He, he, he killed that song. That. He killed that. That was dope. Um, but yeah, I thought like the album was really strong. It wasn't on par with the other two, but it was it was still a really, 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 really solid piece of work. Um, I think for me, the the thing there are two things that stand out for me the most. Um, the first is <laughs> my bias is is no secret, but Eminem's verse on Medicine Man is phenomenal. Like Eminem is fucking amazing, and it, it's hearing that Dr. Dre had an album coming out. My first thought was like, "Are we getting another Dre and Snoop song?" Because like Dre and Snoop is magic. Like that's like I, I don't even know what to compare that to. Like that's just magic. And so my first thought was like, "We're gonna get a Dre and Snoop song." So I was let down in that respect. Snoop is on like two songs. Neither one of them do I find really exceptional, but they were okay. But I feel like Dre and Eminem is like the new Dre and Snoop. Because right. anytime those two get together, the song is dope as fuck. Like, it's amazing. So, like, The Medicine Man was, like, from top to bottom, that shit was flawless, man. Like, I love the hook. I love the singers on, singer on the hook. I love M on it. My biggest complaint about the album, and this is something I've noticed with Dr. Dre over the course of, like, the past several years. It's like, he's like a real, like a... He's like a swagger jacker for flows. Like he'll rap like in a different way on like every track. And he'll sometimes rap like, like the guy who's like, on the who, track. Right, right, like the guy who's on the track. And that really, really bothers me. Like I don't like the fact like on the recipe, that song he did with Kendrick, he's like a few years ago, he sounded just, he rapped like Kendrick. And that bothers me. Like don't don't rap like the dude who you are on the track when we you are already established. Well, we know what you sound like. Because you know he ain't writing songs and shit. But he still don't need to rap like him. Like, <laughs> like he was rapping like in Kendrick's voice. Like, why are you sounding like him? Like, that bothers me. Like, I don't I don't like that. It's when you're an established artist and we already know what you sound like, that makes it even worse. Cause we know what you we know what you sound like as you. So when you sound like Kendrick, we know this is you sounding like Kendrick. And that bothers me. And, like, he did this weird, like, like reggae voice on the Medicine Man track. And, like, he, he had, like, weird flows on, like, a lot of the songs. And that kind of bothers me because that lets me know, like, when it comes to actually rapping, you really don't bring much to the table. Like, you, you, you're, like, the chameleon of rappers. Like, you just, like, adapt to whatever environment you're in. Right. And that is my only real not my only but that's my like my only major flaw with the album is like he raps in different flows on so many different songs and it mirrors who he's rapping with and it's so blatant like it's not even like you got to listen for it it's like it's it's really obvious so that that bothers me but and his 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 verse and flow on medicine man is one of my least favorite aspects of the album so the fact that the hook and Eminem's verse, they cancel it out because they're so dope. But his, him on Medicine Man, I don't like it at all. But other than that, yeah, it was a really dope album, man. And, like, to me, man, it's just, it just more... This is more reason for me to dick ride Eminem, dog. Like, he's just been, like, he's just been dope as fuck, like, all year, man. Like, my favorite verses of the year are two Eminem verses. His verse on, on Medicine Man and his verse on Yellow Wolf's album. Like, Eminem was just the shit, man. 
but yeah, the album was dope, man. I, I, I enjoyed it. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm hoping that he's gonna release some like videos or something, man, and promote it a little bit more, and not just drop it and just be done. Like, oh, uh, here it is. I'm out. Like, I hope he like you know does like I hope he goes on tour or or put some videos out or something, man. Like, yeah, I hope he does something more with it. I I, I would be happy to uh, happy to see him do any kind of tour and shit or whatever the case. I'd like to see all those new cats on tour. Just to be cool to see them out there. That'd be dope. I'd like to see that, too. Because, like, I, I'm typically not, like, it It takes, like, a like a warming up for me for new artists. Like, I have like hear a guy, and I'm like, eh, he's okay. And, like, kind of got to warm up to him. But, like, a lot of the guys on his album, I was like, okay, I like this dude. And it's rare that I like anything, like a song or, like, a new artist on the first try. So for for me to hear something on the first try and like it, that's pretty good. And like a couple of those guys, I like I like to hear some of their shit. So I'm looking forward to that. I hope he, and that's part of the reason why I hope he pushes it a little bit more. Because if he put out a video for uh, one of these songs with some of these new guys on it, that would give these guys like some facial recognition, like we can know what these people look like, and right. you know all that shit. So it'd be nice for him to put out some videos and shit for the songs and. Cause like as much as I would like to see a video for Medicine Man, we've seen Dre and Eminem. So like, put out you know one of your better songs with one of these newer guys. Like like the first song, you know, put out a video for that. Let these new guys get some shine, and that'd be dope. But yeah, I was I was pretty still impressed, even though it wasn't it wasn't the first two, but I was still pleased. I definitely didn't feel like he just threw some shit out. Too much dead air. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, my bad. I was looking online trying to look at this article. I was playing classic. They had an article. I was uh, looking at an article. It was it was supposed to have been about, I guess, Jerry Heller's point of view about the whole movie and stuff like that. But the article was stupid. It didn't. It wasn't really uh, what I thought it was. So, that man have a hard time saving face. A really hard time. Right. So I saw a picture on Facebook the other day. It was a white female police officer. And she was holding up her hand in a selfie. And her hand had the words, my life matters. My life matters? My life matters. A white female police officer. She had on her police officer uniform. That shit drove me crazy, dog. I was so mad when I saw that shit, and I I was so mad that I couldn't even really comment on my boy's post about it, because I was like, if I say how I really feel about this picture, I'm going to offend somebody who's important to him, and they're going to be like, who the fuck is this guy? And like, I didn't want to make a situation for him with maybe like his family or, or close friends or whatever. But like man, I, I saw that picture and I wanted who, who posted it? My boy Dodie. And why I, you do that shit? I don't know. Maybe he posted it just to give us an idea. I hope you don't agree with her. But uh he didn't post it with any kind of comment, he just posted the picture. And I don't know if he's posting it in a way of like look at this shit or if he's posting it because he agrees. I don't know. But whatever the reason was, I didn't want I, I was like, I can't say anything because like if whatever I say, I'm gonna like fuck somebody's world up because that shit made me so fucking mad man like 
all lives matter is bullshit. Like that movement, so to speak, is bullshit. But for her to just be like, my life matters. Hey, look at me. I'm a white cop. Don't forget about me. My life matters too. You fucking cunt. Like, you got some <laughs> fucking nerve. You bi- dirty fucking nasty bitch. Like, oh my God, you got some fucking nerve. You know what I want out of bitches like her? It's to fucking... Don't tell us about how your life matters, you bitch. Tell us about... Tell us... A, stand up against your co-workers and your, your peers who, who are out here like killing black people who don't give and don't give a fuck like if you are one of the apparently non-existent good cops because like we work on the option we work on the idea that oh there are some good cops like some of them are good where the fuck they at like where are these good supposed good cops who are out here like this bullshit what my co-workers are doing to black people this bullshit what's happening with this police violence and all this like complete disregard for the law and black people's rights where are these motherfuckers at? All we see is the motherfuckers who are standing up for their fucking coworkers, like, and making excuses and being cop outs and I, fucking I, my life matters, you bitch. Like, like, I feel like, I feel like I'm on. I'm, I frequent social media enough that if there were an outcry of quote unquote good cops against all of the shit shitty cops, I feel like I would have seen it already. Like, yeah, right. So it's like I just this not happening. You know, it's like, you know, like, think like Rand said, it's like 0%, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, where the fuck the good cops at? Since there's, so many, since there's so many people who are, they're not that way. There are some good cops. Where the fuck are they at? They're fucking posting pictures on Facebook talking about, hey, don't forget about me. My life matters too, bitch. Your life don't matter unless as a, as an officer of the law, you actually decide that you want to uphold the law and stand up for what your co-workers and your peers are doing to people. What I want to see on your fucking white-ass palm is my co-workers are fucking up. We need to stop killing black people. Police violence against black people is wrong. We need to stop killing black That's what I want to see from you if your life matters. If all you got to say is, hey, uh, it's not just black people that matter. I matter too. When you in the same fucking fraternity as these people that's killing black people... Fuck you, bitch. Like, I don't want to fucking hear about your fucking palm. Like, I want to slap that bitch in the face, dog. I hated that fucking picture. She got some goddamn nerve. Talking about my... It wasn't even all life. If it was all life matters, which is bullshit anyway, but if it was all life matters from a police officer, I would be less mad. But she didn't even go that far. She went, my life matters. Hey, me too, bitch. Fuck man! Did you see? The, uh, did, you, did you see the one with the, the, the black black cop and a white cop sitting next to each other, and they got their hand and say, like, "Yeah, matter and his I life. saw that dumb shit too, man." I don't look until we get some fucking police that des- that decide they want to come out publicly and talk about what their people are doing. Don't none of their lives matter to me. And not- anytime I see a story about a cop getting killed by somebody, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, well, that's what the fuck you get. I don't give a fuck, dog. Until they start acting like, I feel like what they're doing is wrong. I feel like you're channeling your inner uh, Ray J. Like, I am. I don't give a fuck. Fuck these niggas. <laughs> Are we live? <laughs> fuck these niggas, I was niggas, just talking man. to my uncle, man, talking about how that, that interview was one of the best interviews I've seen on, I've heard on radio. Like, it doesn't even matter the fact that 
the shit could have been not true as hell with him and his his. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. His his interaction with with uh, fabulous fabulous. It wouldn't make a fucking difference. The shit was just. It could be all lies. Great. It wouldn't make fucking a fucking interview. difference. It's, not it's, at all. It's good fiction. Fuck. Great. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, I'm so sick of these fucking police, dog. Like when this shit. Like, okay, we're, like, in the heat of it right now. But, like, there was a time, like, around, like... I think it really started to get really bad with the Trayvon Martin shit. And with Trayvon, there was, like, a dude who I know, like, personally, who is a cop. And he was kind of, like, uh... He wasn't really, like, taking a cop's defense, per se. But he was, like... I would say, like, presenting the police perspective and all that shit that I don't really want to hear. And, like, when it really boils down to it, like, if you see some fucked up shit going on and you're a police officer and this is these are your people, these are your co-workers, these are your peers, all I want to hear from you is this fucked up. This some bullshit. This ain't me. I don't approve. It's fucked up. If you out here defending yourself, my life matters or all lives matter... You you don't understand what's going on. Like you're misguided, and you're so fucking oblivious to what's going on that your life is it's the complete opposite. Your life doesn't matter at all. Like I don't care what happens to you. Like you get killed, I'll I'll, I'll applaud it. I don't care. You don't need to be here because I'm so sick of that shit, man. Like for her to do that shit, you're so like just totally apart from what's happening. You have no fucking clue right. at all. To put some shit like that on social media. Like, I, I couldn't believe that. My life matters. Like, hey, don't forget about me. I'm a cop. My life matters too. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter at all. As long as you... It only matters if you give a fuck about what's happening to everybody else. Your job is to uphold the law. If you see the law being broken by your peers, your job is still to uphold the law. If they're breaking it, then your job is to stand apart from them... And say, that's not right. That's not what's supposed to be happening. If your whole thing is like, hey, I see police officers getting slandered in the media left and right. And nobody cares about police officers' lives. Police police officers' lives matter too. No, don't get defensive. This isn't your time to get defensive. Right. Like, how do you get defensive? Like, that's like, okay, so like, say like me and you kicking it. And we out here, you know, uh, just hanging out. And you just start shooting motherfuckers left and right. And I'm just like, well, that's my nigga. We make What Up Though Podcast and uh, uh, What Up Though Podcast Lives Matter. Like, no, nigga. Like, I need to be condemning you. Like, why are you just shooting people for no reason? Like, what are you doing? And if I'm sitting here defending you under the guise of, like, hey, his life matters too. Like, no. Like, you need to be, like, saying, like, this ain't right what he did. And this isn't right what this person did. Like, don't sit up there and get on your high horse like, oh, we matter too. Like, you need to, we, we need to have... Groups out here supporting us too. Like, no, you ain't shit. Like, oh man, I hate, man, I hate these people so much, man. Yeah, I really would like to be. It'll be a day come when you see active cops really say, "Man, our people fucking up." But I don't think it's gonna happen anytime soon. And they out here like defending each other. Shit, you got like black cops out here like defending their partners and shit. Like, man, what the fuck, man? It's such bullshit, man. I'm so sick of that shit. That shit made me so fucking mad. Like, I want to write a whole fucking think piece. <laughs> Just on that. Yeah, hey, I want to do it. I want to be like a Twitter nigga and make a fucking think piece 
about that shit, man. But that shit made me so mad. I can't. I. I just. There's so much wrong with that. Like, how are you not uh, speaking out against? Like, like, where is your like palm message for what your people are doing to black people? Like, where's your palm message at for that? Well, but you make a palm message for you. Where's the palm message point to him? Like he fucked up. Right. Like, hey. We out here fucking up. It ain't me, but we out here fucking up. Like, where is you? Why are you making a message for you? Not even like, not all lives matter. Not white lives matter. She put my life matters. Like you, like, like her, like her life means nothing to me. Like if I saw the same bitch got shot, I wouldn't give a fuck. I'd be like, thank you. That's exactly what the fuck this dumb bitch gets. I don't care, dog. I'm so ruthless with, ruthless with this shit at this point, man. Like, it's it's ridiculous what the age that we're living. I feel like we live in the same era as what happened in the NWA movie, but nobody, everybody's too pussy to do what happened in the in the NWA movie. Like, we have every reason. We have every reason to shut shit down and riot and burn shit down. Just like what happened back then, but we ain't doing it. And the fucked up thing is we ain't doing it because we know good and well if we start to uprise, like, we gonna get killed. Like, we already getting killed for no reason. So we gonna get killed with reason? Like, man, it's, it's ridiculous, man. I'm so sick of this shit. All these misguided people with their all lives matter and shit. Like, saying black lives matter means that only black lives matter and nobody else's life matters. That's not the point. Ain't nobody killing your fuck-ass people, bitch. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> bitch. Anyway, uh... <laughs> um... So, uh, do you have anything else? Um... No, actually, I think uh, we covered a lot. Uh, I mean, we we got through the movie. We got the the Dre album, a couple of random shits in between. Uh, yeah, I think we're pretty good for the day. Um, Did you, uh, let me ask you this, a not random question, but semi-random question. Do you notice how shitty people who drive minivans drive? <laughs> like, anytime I'm behind somebody in a minivan... Something happens that, like, drives me crazy. Like, why do people who drive minivans drive so slow? And, like, you don't have to drive fast, necessarily. But, like, I am of, I'm of the belief that if you drive slow on the freeway, you are more dangerous to other people's lives than somebody who drives fast. Right. People who drive fast, they're, like, darting out of traffic and they're doing whatever. And it's crazy and it's not safe. But, like... People who drive, like, if the speed limit is 70 and you driving 50, like, to me, that's more dangerous. Because, like, you got people who are, like, stopping the floor, traffic. hitting their brakes yeah. and shit and, like, diving from behind you. And then you got people who are, like, have they've had to slow down because they're behind you to 50. And now they're trying to get from behind you in front of people who are going 70. And, like, all that shit is, like, so fucking dangerous to me. And it, people, it seems like it's only, like... Like, minivan motherfuckers, that, that shit is, like, common, dog. Like, why are minivan drivers so fucking shitty? Like, Well, it's like, I, I, I live close to Dearborn. Every driver in Dearborn is shitty, so it's like all of them. They, none of them can drive. 
I don't, I don't understand how Dearborn's car insurance isn't higher than Detroit's by leaps and bounds. None of them fuckers can drive. And especially the natives of Dearborn. The <laughs> motherfuckers are terrible. Horrible. Terrible, dog. Terrible. But, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm going to start paying attention to uh, to minivans now, now that you mentioned it and shit. There's no way you won't notice. Like, now that I told you, you're going to notice that shit. Like, you, like, minivan drivers are awful. Awful. What? what and the- they'll do shit like, like, they'll be, like, in a lane driving, like, 50, right? Everybody in their lane today, right, be driving 70, and they're just smooth get over into the step, like, where everybody going 70. They're just smooth get over, going 50, wait till the last minute till you, like, right up on them, and just, like, get over. Like, they act like there's nobody on the freeway with them. Watch, watch I get cut off by a fucking minivan. You will. You've gotten cut off by minivans, but you didn't notice it until I'm telling you right now. But, like, watch. You are going to notice that shit. I will tell you, next time we record, you are gonna, you're, you're going to be like, you know what? I noticed how many fucking min- shitty-ass minivan drivers there are. Fucking minivans, dog. They fuck up. They fuck the roads up so bad, man. You're going to notice that shit. Once you notice it once, you notice it all the time. They do all the fucking bullshit. I kind of can't wait till tomorrow. Now nah, I really want to see some minivan fucking. You gonna get mad? <laughs> they gonna cut you up. It's not even like it's even almost unfair to call it a cutoff because it's like they're so fucking oblivious. Like it's not even intentional. It's like nobody on the road but them. Like it's like, hey, I'm driving fifty. I'm gonna get over, and they act like because they signal that that makes a difference. Like, oh, I just signaled. Now I'm just going to slowly get over. I feel like they don't look at their mirrors, nothing. They just do whatever the fuck they feel like doing. And whatever happens, happens. Like, they just move and it's like, oh, I'm getting over now. And you could be going 20 miles slower and they just, they don't even care. They just do whatever the fuck they feel like. <laughs> I hate minivan drivers, dog. Like, man, they're so horrible. And, like, if you got, here's the thing. So if you if you drive a minivan, right? Chances are the reason you bought one is because you got kids and you need the space. You need the extra seats. All that shit. When my son was first born, one of the things that I made a point to do when I was driving was to not do that. Because I knew that if I got in my in my own head too much, it would fuck up my driving. Because like, alright, I've been driving for X amount of years. So like say you started driving at 16, right? And you have a kid at 20, 26. Right. So you've been driving for 10 years. And you now you got a kid. Don't let the fact that you have a kid now, like, fuck your mind up. So, like, now you're thinking, <laughs> like, I got to drive, like, different because I got a kid now. Because now you're going to be that person, that person who's driving 20 miles an hour slower than everybody else and changing <laughs> lanes in front of people who are going way faster than you and all that shit. And now you're putting your kid at more risk. What's, what's more dangerous? Changing lanes... When you're going 50 and everybody else is going 70, or changing lanes when you're going 70 and everybody else is going 70. Like, it's a no-brainer. Right. So, like, when my son was first born, of course your inclination is, I want to be more safe because I got a kid in the car. But at the same time, I thought, if I, I've driven great for all this time, driving how I drive, why, just why keep change? doing what I do. Like, why, why change up for that? He, right, he'll be fine. Like, keep doing what I do. Like, if I start driving like a fucking pussy, then now I'm putting his life at more risk. And that's what you got to think about when you start having a kid. Like, yes, your inclination is going to be more to be more careful. But when you're more careful to that point, 
now you're putting your kid at more yourself and your kid at more risk. And that's I think I think that's what's going on. But I'm like, how can you like think that? Like, let me drive slower and, and be more careful because I got a kid in the car and you out here changing lanes at 50 miles an hour and shit. And motherfuckers are flying by you, honking their horn, riding up on you, slamming their brakes. How is that more safe? Like, that's not that's not, not more safe. Not like, more safe. what are you thinking? Like, if you just and you're going to get in your own head and you're going to psych yourself out. Just stick to what you do. Like, if, if what you do works and how you drive works, just keep doing that and you'll continue to be okay. Like, if you switch your shit up, now you're fucking putting everybody. you putting yourself at risk. You're putting your kid at risk. You're putting other drivers at risk. And for what? For nothing. When you've been driving fine the whole time, you just got an extra fucking passenger. Keep that shit in mind. But, like, man, I think that's why many minivan drivers are so shitty is because they're too dumb. To know that if they drive like a fucking grandma that they're putting everybody at risk. They think that's safer for their kid. But they don't realize that it's more dangerous because they're too dumb. But whatever, man. I hate minivan drivers. Well, yeah. That's all I got. All right, well, we'll end it on, uh, on Mike's rant. Um, thanks for listening, as always. You can find our Twitter at What Up The Podcast, our Facebook, What Up The Podcast, our Everything's iTunes. What Up The Podcast. Hey, if you, for you guys to listen to iTunes, please subscribe and please rate our show and rate it with all stars, of course. Um, I haven't said that in a while, but, yeah, I was just thinking about that. Like, yeah, rate our shit, subscribe. Yeah, and, like, actually, like, if you if you rate it, and you rate it like one star. I wouldn't even really be mad at that, just, unless you did it just to be a dick. But if you if you, if you one, did it, you thought it was whack. You right. Like leave a tell comment. Us why. Yeah, right. Tell us why so we can make it better. Because like you might be a person who like like say we got a whole bunch of people who listen and they fuck with us because they know us. So they're like, hey, five stars. I love these guys. They're great. And like that's good. But if we have problems and they're oblivious to it because they like us, that don't help us. So if you are, like, a person who you listen and you think this shit is, like, whack, not whack, but, like, if you think it's a problem or if you do think it's whack, say so. Like, put it, put the one-star review and be like, you know, I don't fuck with them because of this or because of that. I didn't really like this. I didn't really like that. That's something we could improve on. Or so, you can email us at whatupthepodcast at gmail if it's an issue. Yeah, that'd yeah, be better. Cause don't fuck about iTunes rating by being a cunt. Yeah, so, like, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, let, hit us up and let us know. Like, this is why, why are we I'm not really. Yeah, I think this is what y'all fucking up on. So, yeah, we, we're welcome to the uh, constructive criticism, too. So, hit us with that as well. You know, it don't have to be all praise and shit, you know. I'm not sensitive. You can you can let us know. So, y'all got our, our outlet. So, uh, hit us up, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace.